At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome to Modern Day Debate, everybody. Tonight we're going to be debating, is abortion morally permissible? Yes, we knew we were on mute, but we didn't want to keep you guys waiting. So to kick us off, uh, Ashley, the floor is all yours. Well, damn, I introduced myself so well the first time. I don't know how I'm going to I'm gonna top that, but uh, hello, hello, it is me, not sure every day, Ashley XOXO, and tonight I will be taking my favorite stance of pro-choice on is abortion morally, what is this again, morally? Permissible. Permissible, I like that word. Uh, so, you know me and my long-winded intros, I was told we had up to 10 minutes, so I hope I don't, I'm just kidding, it won't be that long. So, the topic of abortion is undoubtedly one of the most controversial and passionate topics that can be debated. A huge reason for this is that it touches on so many different aspects of life and culture that it's almost too much to wrap our minds around it. For instance, why do you think that human life is valuable at one moment, but then not the next? So the arguments in favor of abortion tend to break down into two broad categories, one of which is called the personhood argument which is an argument about moral status and then tries to associate certain kinds of capacity with moral status by saying, well, you're not a person unless you can do X, Y, or Z, or you're not a person until you can formulate a conceptual thought or a desire and then pursue that desire. That's a very famous philosopher, Michael Tooley, who said, the only bearers of rights are those who can formulate a desire for rights. If you can't formulate a desire for rights, then you are not a person and therefore you don't have the rights and entitlements of a person. One of the problems with that argument is, well, there are newborns who can't formulate future directed plans and desires. Does that mean that infanticide is okay? Michael Tooley would say, yes, it is. In fact, he wrote a famous essay in defense of abortion and infanticide. Then there's Mary Ann Warren, another famous philosopher of personhood, who says that there are five traits that we associate with personhood. And most of these relate to cognition, to thinking and communicating and formulating future directed plans. I don't find either of those beliefs persuasive because first of all, the enterprise of the strong and able-minded setting forth criteria for the weak and vulnerable so that they have to, that they have to meet this criteria in order to qualify for protection of law strikes me as a problematic enterprise. Secondly, even if you put that to the side, the kind of human beings that are swept into this category of non-personhood goes well beyond the unborn. Many argue it would then have to include infants, people with dementia, and the disabled, or comatose. To me, a theory of personhood that includes those people in their categories is going in the wrong direction. 
Now, the other common argument that many make when debating abortion is bodily autonomy. The idea here is that a woman is uniquely burdened by a pregnancy. Only she is directly and adversely affected by that. Her life, her body, her mind, her future are all encumbered by this invading being, this being that is making a claim on her bodily support. And women should not be required to give that bodily support to this third party. They should have the ultimate freedom to decline to support the life of the unborn child, which is where you end up hearing things like viability, because people say, oh, if viability is when the child is no longer uniquely dependent on the mother, then we can say that a baby brought to term and birthed could also be considered non-viable as it's completely dependent on each, on its mother. Now, this is, of course, assuming that the hypothetical here is that the mother and the newborn are the only humans in this equation. Therefore, is it morally acceptable for the mother to leave her baby to starve or simply kill it? This bodily dependence argument is mostly fam is most famously made by Judith Jarvis Thompson, a philosopher who uses an analogy of a woman who's been abducted by music lovers while she's unconscious. They attach a violinist to her kidneys. She wakes up in a hospital bed and there's a violinist who's attached to her body. The doctor shows up and he says, well, we're sorry that you were abducted and somebody sewed this guy to you, but we can't detach him from you because it would kill him. And that's not morally permissible. So you're just gonna have to lay here in that bed for nine months while your kidneys clean his blood and keep him alive. This analogy is supposed to appeal to the intuition that it's an outrageous injustice to impose on one person the obligation to support another person's life with his or her body. Now, what that analogy misses, of course, is that it would only apply in the context of rape, because the context, in the context of human pregnancy, the relationship between the mother and the unborn child is not a matter of forced impregnation. And moreover, they're not strangers. They're already bound together and connected to one another in some kind of cosmic relationship of kinship and genetics. So I think any analogies that involve the use of force, like Judith Jarvis Thomas's, don't quite work to make the point that I think she was trying to. I understand, and I do not intend to imply that these arguments accurately re represent my opponent's positions. I'm simply pointing out that when debating whether an abortion could be considered morally permissible, the conversation typically circles back to these main talking points. Normal, healthy people don't want to think about abortion. They don't spend a lot of time discussing the nuances of the bioethical questions that we'll undoubtedly get into tonight. Sometimes people can get caught up in some very tough situations, and most of us don't want to impose a strong view onto them. My argument then is this. I don't logically see how there can be a solution, a valid argument, or a shared opinion on the topic of abortion. We should agree to meet somewhere in the middle. I'm prepared to defend my position that a reasonable and logical person would feel the same. All right. That would be the end of Ashley's introductory statement. Thank you so much for that uh, statement there. And I want to remind everybody that Modern Day Debate is a neutral debate platform. We host debates on science, religion, politics, you name it. And what we're talking about tonight is, is abortion morally permissible? So hit that like button if you enjoy juicy debates like the one we're having tonight. And we're going to kick it over to Sanvi for her up to 10-minute introductory statement. Thanks for being here, Sanvi. 
Thank you. So quickly, I'll go over why I'm pro-life. Um, I believe that all human beings deserve an equal human right to life, and abortion unjustly aggresses upon another human being. Therefore, abortion is immoral. For the sake of this discussion and clarity, I will define an abortion as an elective procedure intended to end the life of a zygote embryo or fetus. Um, this definitely addresses cases of quote-unquote medical necessity, which aim to save the mother, not to kill the preborn child. Um, now I'll kind of get into why pro-choice arguments I believe fail in terms of their morality. I know Ashley touched on this a little bit. So first with personhood and second bodily autonomy. Personhood arguments assert that the fetus, the embryo, or zygote is not of moral status, is not a person like you or I. Um, there's different views, consciousness views, desire views. Um, and for this discussion, I'll argue that if abortion is permissible under this view, then infanticide must also be permissible. Yet uh, most people aren't willing to accept like Michael Chulis' position of infanticide being morally permissible, yet they do accept abortion being permissible. So it's just trying to rectify that inconsistency we have in the abortion discussion. Um, and so that's why kind of a syllogism I like to use for abortion discussions like this is infanticide is not morally permissible. There is no morally relevant distinction between abortion and infanticide. Therefore, abortion is not morally permissible. And you can attack any of those premises or conclusions within this debate. Um, but yeah, for those reasons, I'll argue that abortion is not morally permissible. And the logic of arguing it is extends to very bad conclusions that we would not accept um, to be moral. So thank you so much. And I'm excited to get into this debate. All right. Well, thank you for your introductory statement. Uh, and everybody, if you like what you're hearing, uh, check out our guests in the links in the description. Uh, and if you're listening to this on podcast, they will be linked there as well. We're going to kick it into an open floor format for our discussion. But I do want to remind everybody that we are going to have a live in-person event. It's Saturday, September 16th. It's going to be in Houston, Texas. And that's also linked in the description. So uh, definitely check that out if, uh, if it's not already past that date when you're watching this. And and uh, yeah, we're going to kick it into open floor discussion, but at the end, we will do a Q&A. So uh, if you want your questions to be expounded upon, because we usually let those first questions really dig into more open discussion, get them in now. All right, let's go. Okay, uh, yeah, so I did want to clarify something, though, because I think I was a little bit confused in your opening statement. You are arguing that abortion is morally permissible, right? I am arguing that there is never never going to be an end to this argument. There's never going to be an agreed upon uh, solution for for the abortion debate. So that I I guess then in that way, it would be more morally permissible to have um, to come to some kind of meeting, some kind of, I guess, what would you say, um, compromise? Okay, and what does that compromise look like? Like, do you believe in restrictions on abortion, a specific yes. week? Yeah. You would cut it off. Yeah. I wouldn't say a specific week. I think that, I, again, that's touching on the personhood argument. I think that that can be argued in circles for days. But if if we had to absolutely nail it down, yeah, I think, you know, the, the partial birth or late-term abortions, um, in fact, most any elective abortions um, I could see an issue with, but again, there's no way that you can there's no way that you can regulate everything and, and make everyone's decision for them. And in the meantime, you're putting a lot of other people and their people in danger and at risk. So I don't see how you could feel like it's morally permissible to have like a blanket like 
it is it is just wrong, period. And I refuse to see how it could ever not be wrong. So with elective abortions, do you think mm -hmm. that elective abortions are moral or immoral or neutral? I think that they're kind of immoral, but I support one's right uh, to make that decision for themselves. And why are we I'm, here debating this? I'm so confused. I'm not their, I'm not their uh, creator, right? Why, why so, are we debating this topic? <laughs> if you think they're immoral. Get a little more creative there, Sanvi. Ask some more questions. I've got a couple for you. Um, are there any at all instances that you would see an abortion at all being morally permissible? Let's no, go. Over not, not in the way that I defined what I'm referring to when I'm referring to abortions. I don't think it's ever immoral. So, okay. So in the case that it would put the mother's life at risk, that's a, a medical exception. I address for this. Yeah. Like no, when I no, say I'm against, clarifying. when I say I'm against okay. abortion, that? yeah, when I say I'm against abortion, I mean, I'm against an elective procedure that aims to terminate the life of the pre-born human child. Cases mm -hmm. of medical necessity, the intention behind those procedures isn't to terminate the life. It's actually to save the mom. Let's get into that. Let's talk about that. I could argue that for days. What about in the cases of rape or incest? What do you think then? Sure. Like you could keep appealing to the 0.5%, but I don't think that that justifies. Not. I'm asking what you think. I'm asking how is a rape baby different than a baby? I mean, how is that any different than a baby? It's that not was different. Completed? I don't make that exception. Okay. It's still wrong. You shouldn't be That's able to. That's what kill. I'm asking you. So yeah, it's still wrong. <laughs> That's not moral. It's not moral to kill individuals conceived out of assault. Okay. Okay. And, and what, how, how do you define a, a medically necessary abortion? How do you define that? Is the same standard of liability we apply outside of the womb to like self-defense sort of cases, which the standard is whenever your death is foreseeable based on the current circumstances. So there's factors we could point to that foreseeing like to death. That's the standard we use in law for liability. I think it's a good one. I, I, th I like that. I like that a lot. Um, can you see how there could be any like gray areas in that whatsoever, though? What about like, yeah. let's say the mother has cancer, right? And we don't know for sure that that cancer is going to kill her. But where she lives, it's illegal for her to get chemotherapy if she's pregnant. So then her life is being put at risk. Technically, she is going to get worse. She can't get the treatment that she needs. What do you think in that in that scenario? What's more morally right or wrong than the other? Yeah. So even then, I don't even think that would fall under my definition of abortion because that the intention would be to save the mother, not to kill the preborn child. Like the, but, the but why not behind that, the why behind that procedure would be in order to save the mother's life because she has a medical diagnosis of cancer. It would not be to terminate the preborn child's life. They mostly what they can even do is induce them early and still give the preborn child the best no. possible chance no. of survival. One second. That's not true at all. Um, so actually, yeah. it is, it's not true. We can get into this. That's fine. But I, what's my okay? So, how early could you? Okay, one thing at a time. Yeah, sorry. Um, so, in the scenario that I just gave you, though, I didn't say that it was going to save the mother's life to get chemotherapy. I'm just saying it gave her a better chance, right? But the survival the rate is still behind from chemotherapy is to save so the intention. Okay, so your argument is. 
We'll just do like a little okay. cross-examination, I think, is what we're kind of getting into here. So we'll let Ashley ask, uh, you know, a series of questions. I think that's kind of what we're naturally going towards. Uh, so we'll let her ask her question, and then we'll uh, give you your chance to respond there. So Ashley, we'll let you I was just trying to answer Sanvi's question of why we're here. Yeah, thank you. I think we're here to debate uh, morality of abortion and where that line is drawn, Sanvi. Um, for me, I see it as a very, very gray line, and I feel like you do too but you put definitions on things that aren't realistic. It's not reality. That's what I'm trying to kind of pick at and understand where you stand on some of these some of these uh, thoughts or viewpoints. So in the scenario we were just talking about with the cancer, you're saying the intent behind the abortion though was that it would extend the life of the mother or might possibly save her life, right? There's a certain percentage that it could, but without this chemotherapy, the baby's life is 100% coming into this world. The baby doesn't have cancer. So I don't understand your intentions. And then it kind of, to me, I guess the way I'm reading it is it seems like you're making up your own moral code. And I'm just trying to understand what that moral code is. Well, firstly, everybody kind of makes up their own moral code. Like, I don't think there's anybody in the world that I could fully, fully agree with on my moral Maybe, maybe there is, but it'd be hard pressed to find one. Everybody makes up their own moral code. Second of all, um, I would say that the intention behind giving chemotherapy to an individual is to, the intention behind that is to alleviate the cancer and then to save the mother's life. The intention behind that is not to harm the preborn child. That is a side effect of that. And hence why it's not considered an abortive procedure, right? Like chemotherapy is not an abortion. Um, no, he's not allowed to get the chemotherapy because she is pregnant. I never, though, I don't support that. No, you just said you did. When I very first made that argument, you were saying that that would fall under the medical definition of medical necessity under these medical exceptions. I'm telling you, there are gray areas to this. No, I'm saying I wouldn't consider that an abortion. It would be permissible. It would be in, permissible. My opening, in my opening statement, I defined abortion as a procedure that has the intent and backing to end the life. of the You've actually, you've actually defined it as elective. There, I, don't, I don't. Sorry. Yeah, we'll definitely, like I said, give you a chance to respond, but we'll let you wrap up your thought there, Sanvi. Yeah, so when I say I'm against abortion, what I mean is I'm against any procedure done with the intent to kill the preborn human child. Chemotherapy is not done with intent to kill preborn human child. That's why they do it to non-pregnant people, right? That's why it's not an abortion. So it wouldn't even fall under what I'm saying. No, I'm just going to make your kid come out all fucked up, but that's fine. Yeah. And that child still has equal rights, even if they have disabilities, in my opinion. Okay, I'm starting to see where your where your moral line is blurring. Just wanting to get to the bottom of this. Yeah, I do think mm -hmm. it's interesting. Pro-choicers are generally always appeal to the 0.5% of all procedures instead of actually addressing and saying, I think 99.5% of abortions yeah. are hundreds of thousands that are done in the United States every year are immoral. immoral. Look that up. Like, are you able and willing to say like- 0.5%. Are you, are you willing- Pregnant women that you're saying have cancer that need chemotherapy, 0.5%. Less, less than that, actually. Lock in on that? Less than that. Less than 0.5%. Less than 0.5% are done for imminent danger to the mother's life. Now you're changing the goalpost. I just said, when I described this scenario, I said there's a percentage that it could or would save the mother's life, right? I'm saying. Oh, no, which, I'm talking about I think we're, we're talking about everything. I'm saying that out of all of the cases of pregnancy and all of the these things that you were considering, like a blurry gray area and um, that this does not address the majority of what we you and I are both agreeing are abortions. So like the ninety nine point five percent of cases that abortions are done in the United States are not okay. due to 
any type so of, kind of a utilitarian point of view because that's kind of the greater good right screw that so, point you, five so that's that's kind of what my question was like do you agree with me that 99 percent of abortions in the united states are immoral I do not agree with you on that. I do not. I think and that justify that. Justify I again, don't think, I again don't think that life is as black and white as what you're making it out to be. Like I said, I think that there's many nuances to this, as I said in my opening statement. And I think that you are trying to pick a point and stick with it. But you know that you know it's not right. You know it isn't. It's, it's the chess game, right? It's the Queen's Gambit. I get it. Respect to the game. But like, I'm trying to actually get to the bottom of your thoughts on this, not just like murder is bad. Well, to be fair, I was going to say, uh, I, I timed out around like five to six minutes that you were asking uh, Savi questions. So I'm just going to set another timer here for five minutes and let Savi ask you Absolutely. Uh, some questions. I, I get excited. I'll mute while you do that. And I'll just, I'll, I'll be a good girl. Thank you. Oh, that's all good. So I'll let you ask a few questions there, Sanvi. Uh, Absolutely. Same as uh, she just kind of did. And then we'll try to go to more open format. So as as I've stated, um, the intention of abortive procedures is to end the preborn human child's life. Ninety nine percent of abortions in America are done with the intention to kill the preborn human child. I need to hear an argument or a justification as to why it's moral to kill preborn human children without any type of medical necessity. I've yet to hear pro-choicers be able to do this without appealing to this minute percentage justify the 99%, right? And then we can like get to it because I think we have to address the majority before we address the minority in this discussion. We have to break it down piece by piece. So why are abortions done to kill preborn human children morally permissible? That would be My a turn. question there for you, Ashley. Okay. So here's what I'm saying, Sanvi, and I don't know if you're just not, like if I'm not making myself clear, I'm probably not. So I understand that your argument is the 0.5 or the 1%. Like you're basically like in my point of view, you're saying, screw them. We're going to talk about the majority of this. This is the real issue, right? We're not worried about this other stuff because it's not as many immoral or moral things, right? You're saying we need to address the majority, the first, the first part first. Like you're saying, you're, you're, you guys are always talking about this minute percentage, this minute percentage out of, out of. 4.5 billion people, how much is 0.5 or 1%? There are not 4.5 billion people in the United States. In the world, in the world. There are not 4.5 billion people in the world, though. But six point, what is it now? Jesus, the last time I looked at this, world population. But whatever, do you do you understand the point? Do you understand, what is the exact? So, so here's, here's what, here's the way I'm going to uh, frame this. So let's say there was a disease that killed 99% um, of people that inhabited it. And then there's the same amount of people that got disease number two, yet only 1% died, right? If we were to say, which one should we focus our scientists into curing first, it would be yeah. the one with the 99% fatality. And I think that's why we can definitely address the second one. I'm happy to do that, but I don't believe my question was answered. Um, well, my question are, was- are, Well, I'm the one doing the cross X, if I remember correctly. So if, like, what makes it permissible morally to electively end the life of the preborn human child. Um, so then we would, I guess, I guess we're going to come at an impasse for this because that is my entire point. My entire point of the argument is that it's not black and white. I'm not sitting here saying, well, I'm going to give you a reason why 
And still, I don't agree with your statistics. I don't agree with that. I don't think that you and I probably have the same exact opinion of what um, constitutes a medically like. I know the laws pretty well, and I I know where the loopholes are on these, and I know um, I know how many lives it puts at risk. So I'm wondering like what you're considering. Right. Because even in some of these laws, especially the trigger laws, especially the heartbeat laws, the trigger states and all these things like a lot of these laws. Right. That they're putting into place where they're saying like, well, if the mother's life is at risk. Right. Do you know that like it's not even clearly spelled out what exactly like constitutes as the mother's life being at risk? That in so many instances, say that you're actively miscarrying, but because the fetus still has a heartbeat, they can't actually do a procedure called a dilation and curatage in order to get her out of that situation faster because that child's still alive, still has a heartbeat. And in many cases, they have to wait until her life is at risk, which is often sepsis and ICU. And that is a real thing that really happens. So here's what I'm saying. It's not as black and white as you're saying. This isn't, and, and how are statistics made? Do you know how every single abortion statistic is made? Um, just I mean, like, I like, I actually I do. I could, I could, I do know how most that data that, is collected on abortions. Yeah. <laughs> find the gray we'll areas, and that's what drives me crazy about absolutists. Like, I just, it, there is no absolute, you know? Yes, murder's bad. Murder is bad. But let's is talk murder, about. Is murder absolutely bad always? Uh, well, no, self defense. Self defense isn't considered murder under the law. So now, so we're specifically talking about legally because most abortions sure. also aren't. Yeah, self defense isn't considered murder. You're not charged okay, with murder if you kill somebody. It's self defense. If you kill a baby illegally, it's not like considered against the law. So I'm with you. We're on the same page. Murder is bad. I think that if I imply murder, Wait, is, is murder you knew that murder. Bad? Obviously, you obviously you knew that murder was illegal. So then, obviously, I'm talking about the bad kind of murder, Sandy, not the good kind. There is no good kind, but if if murder is always universally bad to say like an infant, why would it not always universally be bad for an embryo? And I will reiterate, I do not think that my question was answered. Like once again, I said okay. the majority <laughs> of abortions are done with the intention to kill the child, not to get a DNC and save the mother from going into septic shock. They're done to kill the child. That's the majority of abortions. That's not true. That's not. But you're. Okay. I, I mean, it is true, and I, I'll, I'll link a study from Guttmacher from the CDC's data really quick about that if you'd like. I have that like study pulled up right now. Actually, I like Guttmacher. I like their data. What I'm saying, Guttmacher is isn't a. Wait, wait, wait. How do you know what specific well, study I'm studying? Well, How do you know what specific point. study I'm about to cite? No, you, you were just Guttmacher is a database, not a specific you, because study. There are there's literally a few really popular studies about abortion. I have three of them pulled up here. One of them is talking about the majority of abortions being elective. Elective abortion under your definition would be murder. Murder would be bad. Uh, that's what I'm referring to. Are we talking about the same study? No. Okay. What's the what's so, your so I'm, I'm, I'll put it in chat. Um, it talks about how states actually define what is considered medical necessity and the amount of abortions that are actually done due to medical necessity. Yeah. Okay. So they don't actually have, though, a newer study on this. The last one that I see here was like a 2021. Is that true for the one you have pulled up? I think that 2021 is a fair assessment of what we're talking about in would... 2023. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's actually a huge, huge difference in the abortion laws since then. A huge difference. What Can about, tw is 2022 good? Um, 
I don't, Roe v. Wade literally was overturned what, like a year and a half ago, almost two years ago. So how long does it take, I bet, uh, two years ago, right? It was about the summer before last. How long does, no, it was like a year ago. It was a little but over a year Roe ago. Roe v. Wade being well, overturned. from 2022 when, yeah, well, here's what happened when Roe v. Wade was overturned. That's when all these state by state decisions started, started happening. That's when all these trigger laws, that's when the heartbeat law, Texas, Oklahoma, Missouri, Arkansas, Louisiana, uh, West or er, North Virginia. I mean, West Virginia, North Carolina. That's when they all started implementing these super crazy abortion bans, which falls under what you're talking about right now. So I think it's relevant. So, so again, um, the study that I cited, I literally just looked at it. It goes over New Jersey, so it has states in there that have protected the access to abortion pre and post Roe. So this would be accounting for that. And even yeah. when we account for, even when we account for states. Even when we account for states that have, you know, had abortion legal, irrespective of the Supreme Court overturning Roe, um, it's still true that the vast, vast majority of abortions are not done due to medical necessity or imminent danger to the life of the mother. And I think to deny that would just be to deny concede, the reality. That I will concede. That I okay. will concede. Yeah. I can, but not the way you asked it the first time. Not the way you asked it the first time. I still don't, I don't think it's 99.5% of abortions that are happening in America. I'm not going to concede you on that statistic. I, and I, I, and I as we're speaking. Do the study, what? You're welcome to You'll share put, if uh, if you'd like as well. Yeah, I know. What are we putting oh, okay, in? Yeah. Yeah. I can do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Do you I consider, just, like, for instance, the 10-year-old? I, I just like, have yet to hear an argument as to if... If it is morally permissible, I think maybe one way I could better phrase this is um, say we have a mother who's financially stable. Um, she just simply does not want to be pregnant because she does not want to give birth. Which is only 40% just... of women that get abortions. Okay. That's a fact too. You want that study in chat? Can I, can I finish? Go for okay. it. So is it morally permissible for somebody who say, I'll even say like they're financially stable. She just doesn't want to give birth. Um, would you say it's morally permissible for them to get an abortion with the soul? You do realize in my opening statement oh, or like there, right afterwards I said that I do agree with you that like I don't find it very moral. No. Then and I think that's what I'm trying to get at is that I don't know why we're having this discussion then, because the over the majority I of I think that you believe you're on this high ground of like morality, but you're not seeing all the nuances in gray area. You're looking at this as if it is a black and white problem, and it isn't. I thought I thought I made that very, very clear from the beginning. So, so let, let I think one way to frame this to address a lot of pro-choicers' concerns on this is let's take self-defense yeah. laws, right? Do you think that sometimes it's hard to determine if a killing was justified or not? Never. I never think that. What do you think about the Kyle Rittenhouse? I think that that's a really ignorant question and it's insulting to my intelligence. That's what I think. Like, what do you mean? Do I think that, like, of course it is. Why do you think that it's just like we're talking about now? I don't know Anything... why you would take that personally. I didn't mean it like that. I was just saying, like, that logic of how sometimes, like, jurisprudence can be hard to determine, application law in specific cases. Yeah, that applies to every facet of our lives. That's why yeah. we have a court system where you evaluate evidence in front of a judge. And I think the same should go for abortion. Like it's it's wrong to kill your infant. It's wrong to kill your child, right? So the mm -hmm. same should go for abortion. We should have okay. the same laws and protections in place. Okay, I see what you're saying with that. What about though? And again, you, you're going to pick at me and say, you keep going for the, the 
I'm going to go for the gray. Okay, okay. I'm going to go for the gray area though. What about in the, in the instance of the 10 year old girl that was raped by the 27 year old that did have to leave the state and get an abortion, but had this not been an option for her that she would have been, I will say forced to carry out that pregnancy and give birth to that baby. In that instance, would, if you were that 10 year old little girl's mother, do you think that the more moral or immoral decision would be to, to get an abortion for your 10 year old daughter or to let her have the baby probably be emo probably be emotionally scarred but let's not even talk about we'll talk about physical right the physical repercussions for that most likely she will be unable to ever get pregnant again it's a huge chance like i think a 60 something percent chance that it would completely ruin her uterus and her reproductive organs right what and that's your 10 year old daughter like for me i have i actually have a 10 year old and this is this i bring this up because this case was one of those where i saw the gray area and i thought oh god it's not just about killing a, a fetus this is so much more if that was my little girl that's that's a gray area sanvi what about in those cases because according to you rape and that's a life and like it's just not it's not morally permissible to do it so obviously, are you in this hypothetical, you're presenting me of my daughter, are you saying that her life is in imminent danger as well or no or yes? This actually is not a hypothetical. It's a fact. Oh, I'm no, saying, you asked about, you asked about my daughter. Hypothetically, I'm saying if this were your daughter, Sandy. Yes, this which, were is, your daughter, which is hypothetically because that's I don't the have a daughter. Exactly. I get it. I'm saying the situation. I can't hear anything. I'm sorry. I was saying we'll let uh, we'll let uh, you ask your question, then we'll carry on from this point. Okay. sorry. I honestly am having trouble hearing. Truly, I am sorry about that, too. But what I meant was the situation I presented to you. That is a real thing. That is 100 percent. That is a fucking fact. Like you can look it up. This actually happened. What I'm saying is that was my aha moment. I'm just wondering if you have any aha moments. I'm wondering if you could imagine yourself hypothetically being the mother of that little girl and still having the position that it's not morally permissible to take her cross state lines and get her an abortion and possibly better her life by astronomical levels. I'm I'm saying that you seem to think that it's either moral or immoral, that there are no degrees of morality. And I don't understand that point of view. I know I am I am trying to ask a clarifying question so I can give you a proper response as to how I'd react in the scenario. So in this case, is the pregnant individual's life in imminent danger? No, I, I told you exactly what was already hypothetically right going to happen. I said that her reproductive organs are most likely oh, like going she'd to be- have infertility, but not death is what you're saying, correct? That's exactly right. Uh, okay. actually, I don't know if complications were to arise, but with our medical advancement in America right now, probably not this. Okay, so so I have two options. One, I let both of my my grandchild and my child live, but my child is infertile. Or two, I kill my grandchild um, and my child is fertile in the future. I think I would opt for both of my children to you live. You see the only, the <laughs> that's sick. Oof, that's cringy. Um, so you see, no, yeah, I mean, really, honestly, like a 10-year-old girl that was raped by a 27-year-old immigrant man being taken across state lines to try to get- man, it's crazy. That's the news story. I don't, I'm just quoting the headline. Yeah, go ahead. Like literally quoting the headline. Do you think I'm racist now? Is that what that face was about? 
No, I just thought it was a weird, a weird detail in there. It's a, it's the fucking headline of the story. I think you're weird for saying that you would make your 10 year old daughter give birth and ruin the rest of her life. Potentially. I, I think, think that's I, weird. You can say over, that. over, I, over, like I said, I would over, not, over I would a not person that we don't even know the potential of. You have one person that you know the potential of. You have another person you don't know the potential of whatsoever. You don't see how ever do you. Okay. So like the potential to be a, have a fulfilled boisterous happy life right you don't need to have a the potential for a fulfilled boisterous happy life in order for me to believe you have the right to life that's why i don't believe in killing depressed people or suicidal people we shouldn't just tell them their life doesn't matter and kill them no that's you don't, need, weird, to have a, you don't need to have a happy that's life funny. in order to have the right to life i believe all humans should have the right to life regardless okay. if they're gonna grow up i believe depressed people regardless if they're gonna grow up in poor circumstance i think that you can't just end their life because of that that's mm-hmm. what my argument is and i would like to here. I get it, but you I have, think that if you have I think a justification. That, one second there, Ashley. No, I really couldn't hear it cut out. I really, truly am not always trying to interrupt. I genuinely like couldn't. I can't hear sometimes when you're still talking. I apologize for that. I really did. No problem. Yeah. Carry on. So, okay. Um, in the cases, like this is kind of what I was talking about earlier. I believe that all humans have an equal right to life. You think that sometimes it's okay to aggress upon humans in these circumstances right um it seems like you do too you just find that those are very few and far between instances i know i I do not think it is okay to um do an intentional procedure to kill a pre-born human child you well then what would be the point of bringing up all of these all of these uh what did you call it? All of these rare situations when we were speaking about this earlier. And I I said to you, like, for instance, uh, with the chemotherapy, right? The chemotherapy would actually kill the fetus. You do realize that that's what chemotherapy will do to a pregnant woman, right? But it might potentially save her life. That is not the intention of chemotherapy. And this can be proven proven by the fact that- So then you do believe that it's okay to kill them. It's about intent. One second. That's what I'm trying to say. And that's intent. what I said in I my opening statement. Ashley, we'll definitely give you a Sorry. chance to respond. That's what I said in my opening statement was the intention. I literally, and anybody can go rewatch this rewind. I literally said, I am against procedures with the intent to end the life of the preborn human. That's what I said I was against. But I'm, and okay. No, well, then we know the intention of chemotherapy is not to end the life of preborn humans. And we know this for a fact because they give chemotherapy to non-pregnant right. people. But then why would they know deny it? That why would they deny the chemotherapy to a pregnant woman? Fetuses, why would they deny embryos? We'll let, we'll let you wrap up this last point there, Sambi, and then we'll kick it back over. Fetuses and embryos, right? They sometimes do not live as a side effect of the chemotherapy, not as a direct causation for their death. The intention of the chemotherapy, once again, is to treat the cancer, not to kill the child. Right. Okay. Well, in the situation I'm talking about and in this state, it is it was actually denied. Chemotherapy was denied to the woman because it would kill the child or might kill the child. So I guess the state then in that instance thought that. I guess their morality, you know, kind of supersedes yours because they really just knew for a fact that it would. 99.99% 99.99% chance that it would kill that that person that was inside of the of the pregnant woman. What you're saying is it would be okay to go ahead and treat this cancer 
And as a side effect, we know the kid's going to die. But the, the intent wasn't to kill the kid, though. The intent wasn't to kill that baby or murder that baby with those chemicals and poisons. No. So then it's OK. I'm trying to understand, like, where your moral compass points, because it seems to to me like you believe in this absolute, you know, you're, you're like an absolutist with murder and not murder. Only only when it comes down to things that don't fit your argument or suit your point. I, if this is about morality, morality, that's what's it. So I, how is that morally permissible? How is it more? How is it morally permissible to make your 10 year old give birth to a rape baby? How is it morally permissible to let a woman die or let a baby inside of a woman die because you're increasing her chance of survival of cancer. How is that morally permissible? And these are stances that you're taking. That was yeah, about a minute so and a half. So we'll let Sanvi go for a minute and a half now, okay? I've never been timed when I've been talking before. It's like so funny to me. It's okay. We had a lot of monologuing going on the other night yeah. and I had to be careful to make sure I was trying to give equal time to everybody. So uh, I like it. I dig it. I dig it. I'm just, it keeps throwing me off because I'm like, damn, that was a minute and a half. Oh yeah. Actually it was a little bit more, but that's all right. Uh, Sammy will kick it Thank over to you. you for up to, well, maybe a little bit more than a minute and a half. Let's Hey, uh, have a minute 45, Sandy. Go to town. There you go. You brought up. Yeah, I'm not even getting what. I forgot what question was asked besides the second one. I know there was two asks. So one of them would be, you just presented a case to me of where it seems like I can disagree. Like, I, I don't necessarily agree that the people who, do you know what triage is? I'm assuming you don't, but I don't necessarily agree that the people who acted in that manner were acting in accordance with what is moral in the bioethical discussion with fetus embryos and stuff. Yeah. So I am allowed to disagree with those people and say, no, the intention of that procedure wasn't to kill the fetus. Therefore, chemotherapy should have been permissible. Right. Um, I'm and allowed to disagree with you. What they, and that's okay. People do disagree with me just as you do. Right. It's totally okay to disagree with me. Um, that's why we have these discussions, but that's Thank why. You. If you didn't want that response from me, don't interrupt as I'm speaking. Yes, queen. Go <laughs> like, just let me finish. You know, more 10-year-olds should give birth like, to rape And baby. then now to address your scenario, it is because, like I said before, I'll reiterate, I believe all humans have an equal right to life. If I'm able to save two lives, I minimize death and I minimize killing one of my grandchildren in the scenario you presented. Um, I think it is good to not kill people and to maximize human life. So yeah, I would pick two lives of people being alive rather than one. And that is how I see that scenario. I don't think it's okay to aggress upon another human being unjustly. Okay. So it does sound to me like you dance back and forth between a utilitarian point of view and then just your absolutist, like I believe in the intent is what makes it murder. Because right now, just then you said, well, it was for the greater good. I'm saving two lives versus one, right? Saving two lives versus losing one. Now, in my scenario of legalizing abortion or keeping it legal, it makes abortion safe. And we have seen statistically throughout history that when we make abortion illegal, abortion still happens and more people die, more people die. So that's where I'm saying your moral compass to me seems totally fucked because I'm like, it. I don't see how if you really truly believe in the greater good or you believe you could save in this scenario, 
I could save two lives. Like, okay, well, in my scenario, you could save thousands. Like, I, I don't understand that logic or definition of morality. And I will be silent. Okay, I'll address that from a statistical perspective first. People think like, oh, with pro-life laws, more people die. Well, that just wouldn't even be possible because we have hundreds of thousands of abortions every single year. Um, and even if we were to accept the utilitarian standpoint, which I did not mean to make, but even if we were to accept that. You made it a few times tonight. Under I like the, it. Under the pro-life view, it would still be far more lives that would be saving than ending. Um, so I don't see how that makes any sense. But in the long term, though, sorry, Ashley, I put you on mute there. We'll let some of you wrap up her point there. From a statistical perspective, um, countries like Poland, how do you explain that they have a lower maternal mortality rate than Canada, for example, that has abortion legal? Like clearly um, advancements in medical technology have a much greater influence than the availability or not of abortion. Uh, we are saving more lives by banning abortion than ending them. Oh, we go. You can go ahead. Hello. Good day, good day. Back to you. Yeah, I um, oh, I, I could throw statistics around too. So how do you say that a couple of uh, obscure cases, like, like you said earlier, a tiny percent that we have where it shows that we can save more lives, right? That, that's absolutely ridiculous. Do you know that there's between the time Roe v. Wade was actually put into motion and in, in uh, 2001 that we saw a huge decrease in abortions, actually? I feel like that was kind of I feel like the fact that making abortions legal decreased people getting abortions and decreased women dying from back alley abortions would completely support my argument that it's the morally best thing to do overall. And the argument you keep making of the greater good that you don't mean to keep making, but you do, I feel like it would support that as well. I don't, I don't understand how using it. You're going to cherry pick things. Like you're, you're telling me I'm cherry picking the 10 year old rape case that you support and that I'm cherry picking, you know, the cancer patient that actually happens more than uh, 0.5% of the time, by the way. Um, and you're going to sit here and tell me some BS theory after you know nothing and you didn't address the fact that legitimately what I'm saying, data shows legal abortions in the United States decreased the amount of abortions being had. Also decreased the amount of people dying from botched abortions. Explain that to me. Okay, so for, you think having abortion legal is the causal factor that decreases the rates of abortion? So now we're going to go into what causes somebody to do this, to do this, to do this. No, Are we asking, looking at this? Because you said what you just stated was, quote, legal abortion decreased the rates. I think that that is a factor. I think that we have data that proves that that is a okay. factor. I don't okay, think that so we have data that proves that making your 10 year old give birth to a rape baby isn't going to scar her for life or ruin her. See, like, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, the things that you're supporting, you don't have data of. You're just saying that it's on some on some Wait, weird. Like, I never made the argument that um, SA of a child isn't obviously going to be traumatizing for them. I no, think you were just saying that making I think her just a really, rape really was made that no, up. I'm with you on that one. I think we're clear. Attack a straw man point. What I did say was that it I would be not straw man. I think it's pretty fucking relevant. Actually. 
we'll let Zombie can uh, finish her statement there. Unless okay. you lost your thought, <laughs> that happens too. Uh, I have no words. I, I think we all know I have work for everyone, so it's fine. All right, we'll kick it back over to you, Ashley. Um, what I'm seeing tonight, Sanvi, is you taking a stance of what you claim to be morality. And in order for it to suit your argument or, or pr prove your point, you stick some nuances behind it, which is exactly what I said you would do in my opening statement. Exactly. And then you... You cherry pick data and statistics and facts that support your point of view from around the world. And when I show you facts and stat data and statistics right here in America, when earlier tonight you criticized me for not talking specifically about America, like you're all over the map, sister, get it together. I don't know. That's all I got. <laughs> Abortion rates were decreasing long before 2001 um in fact no, since that's not what i said fact, actually sweetheart in, in, I, never, I never said that you said that let me read finish. it 2001 actually just let her keep yapping like a dog like literally that's precious zombie well you're I a real cat. Zoom i have chat, to so. i have to be able to get a sentence out yeah i'm sorry Ashley. well earlier you had a chance and you didn't have shit to say so it's not my fault i'll mute okay thank you Okay, right. now to address it from a statistical perspective, as I was saying, abortions were decreasing far before 2001, right? We've seen a steady decrease in abortion rates, um, and most studies suggest this is due to increased medical advancements in contraception, right? More access to contraception, and so abortion rates decrease naturally because unwanted pregnancies decrease. Um, but there is no, not having abortion um, legal, for example, doesn't increase somebody's willingness to not get an abortion. I would need to see some data that suggests that people are like, hey, my state allows abortion access, so I'm reluctant to get one now. I would need to see some data that points to abortion being legal as the factor for why people don't get abortions, and I don't think that exists. But I do want to also point out that we are so far off the discussion of morality since we're talking about jurisprudence. Like, Whether or not abortion is moral is not relevant to the question of is it legal and what's been happening in the states? You, you've made that relevant several times by bringing up legality yourself. You're the one that started by bringing up legality in the first place. And then also, I've heard you say, Sanvi, that you believe that life happens at conception. I've also heard you define conception by saying that that is when fertilization occurs, right? You just admitted yourself that a decrease in abortions was due to contraceptives. Do you believe then that contraceptives are not a type of abortion that was made legal per your own, per your own? You don't understand that? Do you, you so, know that? So so let's take the most commonly works? used, let's take the most commonly used contraceptive in America, which is obviously a condom, right? Condoms do not you said abort. Birth control and we talk about oh, making I'm them legal. Condoms were never illegal. Don't change the goal, but she's, she's changing what she just said. I think it's cute. Go ahead. Don't patronize me because you have absolutely no idea what you're talking you about. You called me a dog access. earlier. Shut I said access expanded Seriously, the from fuck the period. Here, don't patronize me. Fucking get out of here. All right, let's mute sorry, yourself. Ashley, we'll, we'll continue on there, Sanvi. Thank you. Is she is she muted? She is right now. Yes. Okay. Um, access to condoms expanded from the period from the 1950s all the way up into the early 2000s. I can put a graph in chat if you would want, by the way, it's like literally such a sharp increase in people that began to use them. Um, and yeah, using that does not 
negate the idea that a fertilized egg is a human organism. Um, I can put, if you don't think life begins at conception, we can address that point, but life does begin at conception. That's when a human organism begins to exist and obviously increase access to contraception and increased, you know, knowledge does mm-hmm. lend itself on, on how to properly use contraception does lend itself to decrease pregnancy naturally, right? Okay, so actually it's from 1973 to 2001. It went from 29, like 29.1 per uh, 29.1 per 100 abortions to 11.2 per 100 abortions, specifically after Roe v. Wade. First of all, Sanvi, the dog is the dog is barking, and then second of all, you specifically said that making contras- having uh, a birth control legal and access to, which by your own definition, most birth controls don't prevent the egg from becoming fertilized. Sanvi, that's a human being that's being aborted every time someone has sex. It's true. You don't. Oh, is that not abortion? It's it's not abortion. Um, Can you answer the question? Condoms do you think that do do not you, I'm not talking about condoms. I'm okay, talking that's about okay, that's what I was talking just, just about. Hold on. We'll, we'll let Ashley Keller. Okay, so then, we'll so then the, so the data that you were preventing in the charts, we're not just specifically talking about prophylactics, Sonby. We're talking about the pill. We're talking about IUDs. We're talking about the copper coil. These are the things that most women are using, and these don't prevent a woman from conceiving life. And by that very argument, then I was right. Making these abortive procedures legal did in fact help. It's proved to me that it's condoms that fucking did this. That's the most ridiculous I was was trying to put it in the chat, but it won't let me put that picture. So I will send the link to the You can uh, Um, paste it and mail it to me. No. So I'd rather put the link to the study. So I I would just do that. but even so, like um, a fertilized, first of all, I don't think you answered my question quickly. Do you believe that life does begin at conception just we're on the same page? Okay, solid. So what I'm against specifically are any is anything done post-conception to um, with the intention to end the life of the zygote embryo. That's exactly what these are. And if we're talking- You don't about, know how birth control ta- Okay, I'm, I'm not speaking. I'm literally not. Unless you take care of it. Like, I'm literally not going to speak. She's on mute. So okay. if we're talking about IUDs, hormonal birth control and things like that, then yeah, like naturally I would be against them. Um, that's not what I was talking about. I am against IUDs and hormonal birth control for women and stuff like that. Okay, I well, I, I'll quote you from earlier. Uh, guys, you can rewind it and see what she actually said. And you can actually look up the data right here. It's a thing called Google. And we can see that it's not specifically prophylactics that caused this decrease that Sanvi's saying. It, it's actually widely known and talk, known and talked about that women being able to have birth control options and contraceptives is what decreased this. Prophylactics can be a small part of that, sure. Mostly for pre- preventing STIs, right? But by your own definition of what is life and when does it begin, it still happens. And these prophylactic, I mean, these birth control options, hormonal, IUD, copper, whatever, they're preventing that life from forming and growing. I, I that That is a huge fallacy in your entire, like, you're ridiculous. 
I don't think you know what you believe in. That's not quite, that's not quite what a fallacy is. A fallacy is when you have a flaw in reasoning. At best, this would be a misrepresentation of empirical data, not a fallacy. No, I think that- Second of all, second of all, that's not a fallacy. That would just be misinformation or disinformation, not a fallacy. I encourage you and implore you to use that term more correctly. Second of all, I already said I'm against IUDs and hormonal birth control. Um, but I'm saying that it that condoms did decrease the rates of abortion because they decreased unwanted pregnancy, and so did knowledge and access of how to properly use them as contraception. And keep in mind, there are other methods of contraception besides IODs and hormonal birth control for men, especially like a vasectomy or something. But I do think that anything that is done to harm a human organism post-conception is wrong, hence why I believe IUDs and hormonal birth control. I have a question, Sanvi, and I'm beating dead ass. When did you hear me use uh, the term fallacy before today? I have not watched you before today. You haven't? Uh, Because that was the only time I used that word today in this debate. And you just said you heard me use it before. No, I I, I didn't say I meant like now. Someone said that you were. Okay. There was. That's fine. I was just. I was just interested. Yeah. No, I would not take the time to watch one of your debates. No, I don't think you were. I think that you have been trolling voice chats and someone told on you. And that was an exact argument that was had when when they told on you and you left the voice chat. That's cute. Voice chat? I've never... What's a voice chat? I've I've never spoken to you besides today. That's how you went art. Like, literally, what is a voice chat? What is, what is pregnancy? What today. is a human... What is we are we can only talk about the United States, but let me bring up fucking Switzerland. Like what? How have you ever won a debate in your life? Let's get back to the debate I'm, topic. I, there, I've guys. never. I'm so confused. I've never told it. Was, I'm honestly exhausted talking to her because she she can't even like. I, you contradict what yourself. Is the voice when did I have never spoken to you? before today oh it was probably just a troll just pretending then i just thought it was a really weird coincidence that that just happened and that was a whole that specific word fallacy and the whole thing and then you just said that i just thought it was a coincidence but that was derailing so that in and of itself would be derailing or a straw man if we started arguing about it i'm not intending to do that i'm not trying to pick apart something else and do that so it's fine i just thought it was a really interesting little little no, I, comment I, you I don't believe I've ever voice chatted with somebody on YouTube like I don't even know how to do well, you don't even know what it is so I believe you yeah yeah, yeah. so I'm not sure where um so anyways uh he, they said that this would be um what 30 45 50 minutes and then 30 minutes of q a I think I'd rather talk to somebody that has something like solid to ask or challenge well, if you personally, unless Sanvi has something, I mean, I do like I'd like to ask a few questions because I feel like we still have a major disagreement that we're not addressing. Yeah, we still have like 10, <laughs> actually around 15 minutes of what would be the open. Discussion. I believe you. Uh, so, uh, yeah, if you got a question there, Sanvi, we'll uh, we'll fire it off. Yeah. So do you think it should always be illegal for a parent to kill their infant? Yes, I think infanticide is wrong. I think murder is wrong. I think that things that are illegal and defined as such are wrong. That's just an appeal to legality fallacy. No, it was one of three things that I said I felt were wrong about it. Overall, I agreed, so I conceded. So whatever your aha moment is, go for it, unless you're stalling. 
Okay. Um, I was just going to ask, do you, are you an absolutist as you say in the regard that infanticide should be illegal? Uh, should we murder children? Yeah. I'm, pr I'm pretty, pretty much not about, uh, murder, the murdering of infants, babies, children. I'm not about, um, no, of course. Yeah. I guess. Are you an absolutist when it comes to not allowing someone to stick their finger up your butt unwanted? I mean, that's a dumb question. Like, that's what I'm saying. That's the equivalent of what you just asked me. Like, are you an absolute, like, no, you either are an absolutist about certain things and ideologies, or you just know that inherently one thing is wrong versus one thing is right. What are you getting at? So I would not say I'm, I'm going to obviously tie it back into this discussion, right? I hope so. Would infanticide be permissible if the child in question was conceived out of assault? If the child was inside of an existing child that already had statistically better chance of living, if the child were just already born, no, I don't think it is okay. Okay, I do so not. Now, we now are we're actually about getting... how I do believe that Hold there on, is a topic. certain. No, now we're actually getting to the meat of the conversation when we can talk about birth and like why you think being outside of another body makes it more. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Everyone. This is okay. Go for it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I can argue my actual moralities and beliefs. So let's do it. Okay. Yeah. So because the fact of the fact that the fetus is within another body versus when the fetus is born, you think that makes a difference in the moral permissibility of ending its life. Is that fair? I think that there are exceptions and I th I'm not an absolutist when it comes to that. I think that there are exceptions. Like let's say that the child that was already born in this hypothetical world, right? We like our hypotheticals. Let's say that this child, and we knew that this child was going to be the next Hitler. Yes, fucking kill that child. Yes, I will do it all day, every day. That wasn't my question. No, but I'm just saying, like, I'm not an absolutist about that. When it comes to knowing, when it comes to a hypothetical, I, it's not even hypothetical that in the instance of abortion, when it's your 10-year-old child, there's, there's no hypothetical there that that's, that is most certainly going to be a very fucked up experience physically, mentally, and for many, many years to come. But statistically, if we know already that this 10-year-old child who's pregnant, right, is already happy, healthy, well-adjusted, no malformations, no genetic disorders, and has a, a good chance of growing up and being a, a betterment to society, in those situations, then I would identify as, like you did earlier, what is the greater good, right? I would say that statistically and for the better, greater good, that it would be more beneficial to go ahead and end that life. If you're trying to catch me in like, no. but sometimes I, there's going to be exceptions. Okay. Do you think yeah. it's morally permissible for a parent to kill their infant if we know the infant's only going to live for till six months, thereby being a hindrance on society monetarily and not being able to contribute anything? So if they're not a betterment to society, if they're only living to six months, do you think it's okay if the parent kills the infant? Um, now then, if you mean kill the infant by bludgeon the infant in the head or smother it or like cut it up into pieces, I'm just going to be graphic here. No, I don't. I, I think that's kind of fucked up. But right. if, if I'll get there, I will get there, I promise. But if by killing this child that's not going to live past six months, you mean 
not putting it on constant life support with a tube down its throat uh, where they like basically the infant can't survive without the help of machinery anyways. I don't know if I would consider that killing or murder. It's almost like a DNR, right? Like a do not resuscitate order. I would kind of consider that the same. It's like this life is either going to be viable on its own or it's not going to be viable on its own. Um, so just to I'm make an, find exceptions. Just to an analogous mm-hmm. to abortion earlier in this conversation, you, mm-hmm. mentioned, you mentioned a dilation and curtilage, like a DNC procedure. So do you Correct. think it would be morally permissible for a parent to, um, let's say, dismember the infant the same way that is done to preborn children in this hypothetical? I'm, I'm honestly confused. Are you asking me, is it okay to dismember the infant that's already born, that's not going to live. Yeah, the same, the same thing that you are advocating should be allowed to done to the preborn. Do you think it should be allowed to be done to the born? No, I don't. I think I've already made a clear definition or a clear. So then it's not about the betterment of society, because even when I give you an example of an infant not being better for society, you think it's wrong to kill them, but you're, you don't. You're picking that apart one. No, that's no, silly. That's absolutely that silly. I and in my now, specific example, talk I'm about... talking about the betterment of my fucking child that's already alive and here, not society. In another that's example, you said, okay, in another example you gave, I said if I knew that this baby was Hitler, I would be okay with terminating it because that is for the betterment of society. I, I did not mention Hitler. That is what I said. Totally I said betterment of society that. in that scenario, Sonbi. Keep up. That doesn't mean that I'm an absolutist, which I've also denied being. So no, in every there's no blanket yes or no black or white answer for any of these. I didn't say that in every instance it has to be for the betterment of society. Okay. So I think that we can weigh so the moral be, right. It, sorry, sorry. It has I to be for the betterment. I didn't hear you. I was trying to. So it has to be for the betterment of the pregnant individual. Is that what you're saying? That it's okay to end the life if. Absolutely. That if that pregnant individual is my 10 year old daughter. Yes. Yes. That's why I'm not an absolutist. Do you so, see what I'm saying? Okay. Again. Um, I think that this logic, if you're saying in order for it to be to the betterment, if killing the infant was a betterment to the parent, like they would have to pay less, they would bury them in the backyard, nobody would ever find out, and they would make their life a whole lot less stressful mentally, physically, emotionally. I'm sorry, didn't we already say that like I thought more, I thought that abortion electively when there was nothing wrong, like didn't I already agree that I, I didn't think it was a very moral thing to do? That's not what I'm speaking about. Oh, okay. I'm giving you, I'm testing that logic. I'm saying, say we have an infant that is making the parent's life extremely hard, right? Mentally, physically, emotionally. Um, and it would be a betterment to the parent's life if they ended the life of the infant. It would make their lives far better, way easier. Do you think that that is morally permissible? No, I don't. I don't then think it it's moral. also not morally permissible <laughs> to end the life of the fetus. Thank you for becoming pro-life. In the life of the fetus that's in my scenario I gave was literally inside of my 10-year-old daughter. Like that was the only time I gave that scenario that I was like, yeah, let's fucking do it. Let's go. That's what I'm talking about with gray area because I'm not agreeing. Hold on, hold on. You made a bold statement because I'm not agreeing that a child who was born and living with somebody and they were like, man, things would be so much better and we could go to the corner store and get like way more beer and like, you know, hang out and party with our friends if we just dismembered this child. You, <laughs> This is the dumbest argument I've ever heard. And how are those two things 
This is what I'm saying. You're the absolutist, not me. You don't see a gray area and you don't have a moral compass. If you don't see the difference in what you just proposed and a 10-year-old little girl being forced to give birth to a rape baby, then I don't I don't know what to tell you, sister. Like, that's fucked up in my opinion. You're the one with, like, I don't know. Congratulations for being pro-life, Sanvi. Sounds really, sounds really morally, uh, you know, admirable of you. You're a real... Um, you're a real gem. Thank you. Um, I wish I could say the same. But moving on to the topic. I mean, you're the one over there. The reason why I had asked in that scenario about the parent and the child's relationship was because now you're saying, well, the fetus is existing inside a body, but an infant is not. So what is the argument as to why? Not what I said. That's not what I said. That's not what I said. You said that verbatim. You said it exists inside the pregnant individual's body, whereas the born child. When did I say that? When did I, when did I say that that was an argument of mine, though, Sandy? I never said that's why it's okay or not okay to kill it. Do you know? You're the one referring to it as a fetus. I've been calling the baby or a person the whole time. I never said that because it's in or outside of somebody's body. That's why it's okay to kill it. That's not correct. Okay. Do you know what a distinction is? Do you know what this is? What do you mean? Do I know what a distinction <laughs> is? I think, I think I'm that sorry, maybe... you started it when you called me a dog earlier. I'm not going to be very <laughs> nice to you after that. I've never seen you get like this heated or shitty with someone else in a debate. So I'm a little flattered, honestly, but. Well, this might be a good time to kick it into the Q and a, <laughs> As you can tell, we're having a lot of fun. Uh, it's uh, it, it's quite the uh, quite the discussion we're having here. It's spicy, hot to the touch, everybody. So uh, let's try to keep our super chats uh, nice and light. Starting off with thunderstorm, and keep those super chats coming in. Nine ninety nine. What if the state chooses between child and mother out of convenience and investment and potential with a coin toss lottery with proceeds going to the winner? Sponsored by BlackRock and Vanguard. Well, I I don't know if there's uh is that is is that legit? Like I I don't feel like that's legit. That's just that's just yeah. Let's continue on from there because I don't really think there's too many thoughts we have on our panel about that because it seems kind of like a. Maybe I should have read it with a voice. The Crawdaddy 029, $5, modern day debate. Shame on you for letting someone come on here and voice their opinion on pro our word anti-choice and anti-consent i don't i don't know what that is supposed to be Um, i'm sorry maybe maybe that's towards me i think that if you see i in my view it's wrong to unjustly aggress upon any human being that includes rape 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 unjustly aggresses upon the non-consenting party that includes abortion abortion unjustly aggresses upon the non-consenting party the same reason why I'm against the initiation of force in one case is the same reason why I'm against the initiation of force in the other case. The anti-consent comment there is interesting because babies don't consent to being killed in abortions. All right. Any thoughts on the other side or do you want to carry on? Uh, no, I want to carry on. That was I like that answer. That was good with me. All right. Coming in from Chandler, 499, win Sanvi, lose haters. So it's a compliment for you from Chandler. Always appreciate people saying nice things rather than putting money in for super chats that I won't read because they're just mean. Richie Constitution, $10. Ashley, I disagree with you, but that was a great opening. 
uh, except for the last 10 seconds when you said only a reasonable and logical person would agree to meet in the middle. Life is always worth protecting. I agree. Life is always worth protecting. And my argument is at to what degree or level of protection and how do you determine that? Uh, I think that people I've never, ever had this discussion with somebody who's hardcore pro-life that has been able to convince me otherwise or actually debate that gray area or that point with me. But I appreciate it. Thank you. I did put a lot of work into that opening. I'm pretty proud of it. All right. We'll carry on from there. Uh, Glaucoma, 499. Ashley, how long did it take to copy my opening statement from our debate two weeks ago, paraphrase it, and yet somehow make it dumber? Oh, live chat is just as spicy as our debate. That's from Wait, glaucoma. Wait, hold on. Actually, that was actually a question I would like to answer. It was addressed to me for four ninety nine. Sure Glock, thing. go fuck you. You know that they asked me to debate you on here, and no one wants to debate you. Just like I told you, I'm never going to even fucking fuck with you again. You're so bad faith, and you're a liar. All but right. I think it's cute that you think that I took that from you. I mean, I, I saw, I will say, I did see Glock debate somebody else one time, not you. It was a man, and I thought Glock did very well, was very poised, very kind. I think we have a lot of similarities in our debate style. Yeah. Maybe, oh, yeah. maybe maybe that's what rubs certain people the wrong way. It's why I declined to do this with you three times, but I, it, whatever. Finally, after the third time, I was like, all right, fuck it, I'll do it, but not with Glock involved. So here we are. You're welcome for the show, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Well, if you're enjoying this, hit that like button and share this in those spaces where uh, everybody likes to squibble and squabble. Pointless Poppy 999. One, sex is most often used for social bonding, not procreation. We'll let you guys have uh, some time to expound on that. He's got a couple questions here, but for 999, we'll go through them. So sex is often used for social bonding, not procreation. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what, I don't there's, think there's a question in there. I think what I would say and what's kind of undeniable is that a causal consequence of that is one of them is obviously, you know, procreation. I agree. All right. Two, conception can happen without intent. Yep. Yeah, conception can happen without intent, but that doesn't mean you're not liable. Like, if I push somebody off a building and I didn't intend for them to die, yet they die, I'm still liable. The same would go for sex and pregnancy if that's what you're trying to ask about. If that's not what you're trying to ask about, send in another super chat because I'm not sure where you're going with that. Seven-year-old rapes a 10-year-old, that too. It's her fault. Why would it be her fault? It's just, I'm just memeing. I don't know. I, I'm, I, ever since you like told me I'm barking like a dog, I'm never going to look at you like a serious person, you know? You can get heated and you can go a little bit back and forth, but to actually insinuate someone as a dog or a, a bitch, right? Like that's that was so immature and disgusting coming from somebody who is supposedly so poised. So at this point and from that point on and the fact that you can't actually make any argument at all. Listen, yeah, giggle. I, I you're, think that, you're I think so that maybe you're such a I frustrating said you were, human. I said you were barking at me and maybe that wasn't the nicest, but no, you, you really literally to, go back and rewind. You really do it. need to let the opposition get their point across and let the opposition speak in full because once, I agree with you. Like, once you interject, it's hard for us to get back on our train of thought and to actually yeah. get to a productive discussion. And I've probably debated hundreds of people. I've won awards for debating. I've debated nationally 
many years. I have never had an experience like this where somebody consistently interrupts and disrespected me like this. I'm not sure why. Like I, I don't just go around disrespecting people in debates. Um, I've never had an experience like this, but I guess there's a first time for everything. You have to learn how to deal with difficult I've people. I watched your debate with Destiny a few times because I wanted to get your talking points down and he interrupted you constantly and you never, uh, you never said anything like that to him. So I would disagree, actually. I would disagree. You were yelled over. You were constantly interrupted, but you had a lot more respect for that. And you didn't say, somebody mute him. I, I can't. Somebody. Right. Destiny gonna, was very respectful I'm towards gonna, me. In, I'm going to inject yeah, here so we don't get too much talking. Call me a dog. We have, uh, we have Destiny on here from time to time. So we try not to discuss people no, that he, aren't he's in the a very, He's a but, very respectful debate. No, I like Destiny. I'm cool with Destiny. I'm just, I was just pointing out uh Oh, for sure. I don't think I don't think you were making too much of a diss track. That's all good. But we'll wrap this point up. Three, no one has the right to your body, including a fetus. Abortion can be morally permissible. Um, so I'll address that nobody has the right to your body thing first. I think there are certain circumstances where your child certainly does have a right to your body. Like say you give birth at home with the cabin in the woods. I would most certainly say you must use your body, expend your energy in order to call somebody or make sure that child doesn't die. And in the same way, I would argue that it is not moral for you to then kill your child. Um, yeah. All right. This one coming in from ASREC90, right to bottom, bodily autonomy overrides the right to potential life. No one should be required to use their body to sustain someone else against their will. Okay, um, I'll address that. So firstly, I would argue that a fetus is not a potential life. It's a life with potential and should be treated as such human dignity, human respect. Now, with the nobody has the right to use your body thing and you the right to refuse, right? Um, I don't think this is necessarily true in all cases when you look at it. Like if your child needed you to pick up the phone and call somebody in order to save their life, you would not have the right to just be like, well, I don't want to use my body to pick that up. So I don't have to do that. No, like there's certainly cases where you have duties and obligations to prevent harm or prevent somebody from dying. And most certainly, even if you don't agree to that, you have the obligation to not use your body to harm or kill somebody else. Um, the same way drinking during pregnancy would be wrong. Yeah. All right. I got a message from uh, from a buddy here asking for an impression. I'm a sucker for it. So here's a Peterson. <laughs> Let's carry on. Uh, manga fan Dan, five dollars. Why does why doesn't the preborn baby have bodily autonomy? I think they should. I think that if the pregnant woman is drinking, not for the intent to kill the baby, um, but maybe because she has an addiction, that the intention behind that wasn't to harm or kill the baby, and maybe it's the same as chemotherapy. All right. Uh, this one coming from Chandler for $1.99. There's not really much of a question, more of just an ad hom. So we'll skip on over to Pointless Poppy for $9.99. Sanvey, what about forcing the development of a fetus into infancy, a state where it per can perceive the world and be somewhat self-aware is moral to you? What business is it of yours? I'm kind of confused. I think this is an antinatalist argument that creation is not moral because the capacity to be conscious means the capacity to suffer this is usually how that argument is outlined um i think you would need to warrant firstly why creation is bad i think creation is morally neutral and secondly how you can harm something that like just by allowing them to be conscious 
um, why that suffering, they have the capacity to suffer would mean that any other capacities that they have are overrided. But yeah, I think the antinatalist arguments are weird because you would effectively just be criminalizing sex. I'm suffering from your consciousness. All right, let's Good. try to let's try to move it on. You, I made you think. Spicy, spicy people. Azrek ninety five dollars. The Bible advocates for abortion. Numbers five eleven to thirty one. NIV. Thoughts on that? No, um, that's a common mis like translation that pro abortionists cite. The numbers um, that first was actually about infertility, not abortion. Um, that's why like it's the bitter water of her womb. And second what about of all, sorry, I thought you're done. Go ahead. Second of all, um, God's commands or God's actions towards people aren't what are commands for humans, right? There's two distinct entities, God and human, and we have different um, abilities and powers and commands. And what God does is not something that a human should do necessarily. But yeah, go ahead. I was just saying, I was surprised they didn't bring up Exodus 21. That would be, I don't know, I think more of a, I think that would be a better argument for that stance that he was he or she was taking i'm not sure but all right well let's carry on damien gershwin for two dollars even and all feminism will destroy civilization yeah based all right let's continue on not much of a question there but uh, i figured i'd give it some gusto thunderstorm 499 says son v1 well there you go you have a fan it's always nice, uh, better than, like I say, the diss tracks, because uh, we don't want to skip your super chat if you're just being nasty, uh, no matter what kind of spice you hear on the screen. Damien as long as Gershwin. it's with regs, I'm okay with it. I kind of I kind of enjoy the the cringe, so it's fine. I just meant, like, don't, don't spare me. <laughs> it's all good. Damien Gershwin for $2 says, keep your legs closed. Chances are you'll be fine. Thoughts on that over there? I'll kick to you, Ashley. Um, I mean, obviously, some you know the the point five percent of rape victims, you know, out there. Uh, you're not talking about those, I assume. Other than that, yeah, I mean, actions have consequences. That's part of life. It sucks sometimes. All right. Any thoughts on that, or do you want to carry on? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Damien Gershwin strikes again for $2. If only women were in power, we'd have world peace. <laughs> no, we just have a bunch of dead children. Creepy. All righty. No. And honestly, oh, sorry. Go ahead. like, okay, I need to say something about this. Women, whether you like it or not, men help the world go around. They perform like 80, 90% of difficult jobs in society that you do not have the capability, the capacity, or the interest or willingness to perform. So have some respect. Stop with the misandry. Men, you are needed in society, especially masculine men. They're needed. I love masculine men, not going to lie. I'm sure you do. Alrighty then. Uh, let's continue on. Name underscore 7861 for $5. Ashley, in the cases where there is no rape, no incest, no deformities, and no medical necessity, is abortion morally permissible? For like the seventh time, I, I, I don't think it's a moral thing to do. I don't think, no. I mean, I wouldn't do it. Whenever I've heard of somebody that has done it, I kind of cringe a little and I feel bad. It's not a good thing. I don't think that... Having 
even an elective procedure to actively murder a child inside of you. No, I don't think that anybody should look at that as like, hey, this is a really morally great thing to do. And I think everyone should just get on board. You know, no, I'm not on board with that. I'm ju I, I just enjoy I enjoy debating the gray area and I enjoy actually trying to get get to the root of why people feel like they have certain certain moral you know stances when I think that it's I don't know maybe I'm just cynical all right we'll carry on from there keep the super chats coming in we'll keep the conversation flowing uh let's see I gotta scroll on up here uh, immigration Avenue for $20 to those who have knowledge of alien films. Woo -woo -woo. If a face hugger embeds a xenomorph into your body, is it immoral to remove the alien before it is born? Because it absorbs the genetic traits of its host, including intelligence. I like this hypothetical. I like it a lot. Um, I would I would get rid of that alien probably. But that's hard. It's not a human being, right? Thoughts um, on the other side there, Sanvi? I don't have that many thoughts on that. Yeah, that's fine. I agree. <laughs> All right, we'll move on from the alien example, but thanks for the super chat. <laughs> Charles Lehner, 499. Ashley, if the fetus were conceived, sorry, if the fetus was conceived in grape, but Oh, he's, uh, yeah, he's paraphrasing. Thanks for that. If it was conceived in grape, but has been in the womb for 8.5 months, would it still be morally permissible to abort? Um, I think that a lot of people failed, whoever the fuck is thinking they want an, an abortion at 8.5 months. Um, I There's so many things wrong with that question. It's an unrealistic question. And then if we were to go back to like what the reality is right now, with our current laws, that is, in, 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 again, unless life is in danger, that's not even, it's not possible to, to have that kind of abortion or, or murder anywhere. So I don't, I, to me, I don't entertain questions like that when there's not, I can't see a realistic scenario where that would happen right now. I mean, I, I don't know. Morally, I didn't. I also specifically didn't say all rape victims. I mean, in my last debate, I argued with a pro-lifer that the rape she was agreeing that we should be able to abort all rape babies. And I was saying that's kind of fucked up. Like, it's not their fault. They rape babies, you know, in my specific scenario, it was a young child that was bearing an older man's you know, baby in her womb before her body was capable of even being able to go through some trauma like that. So it, you know, I don't know. I just don't think that that's, I don't think that's a fair question. I don't think that's one of those aha questions, but, but you made me I'll, think, think. I'll address that because a lot of people have this idea oh. that late term abortions is like such an unrealistic question to ask when, first of all, they occur more frequently than any of the scenarios that you presented. Second of all, the study that I specifically put I in didn't present in a scenario. And how often do they occur? You can't just say I mean, shit like I'm screen. How often? I'm screen sharing. Please like read the thing. So 
This study went over how most states define an abortion done out of medical necessity and like why late-term abortions like 8.5 months are actually done. And oh, she's not even here. The findings suggest that the reason that they're done are not to due to severe fetal abnormalities or to save the women's life. They're actually done with healthy women and for healthy fetuses and for the same reasons that first trimester no, you're you're so you are so wrong where where was this study from oh my god this is such horseshit right now from you do you even know where the term partial birth abortion came from you know yeah, that that was so from so a partial birth abortion came from it's actually congress made them illegal in 2002 but no do you know where the term partial, came from where birth, that the technical term for a partial birth abortion is a dnx right? That is the technical medical term for it. But you can say that my SETI is horseshit. It's from Guttmacher. You said yourself Guttmacher is credible and you said you have three. I believe that they are, but I, okay, but so, so I have would you mind? One. Could, do, All right. you I'm my, looking it up. I'm looking it up. My, can you see my screen? I honestly cannot. I cannot. I can't read that. You, it's, it is an entire page. Okay. Let me try to maybe zoom in. To the I don't have it. Did you post it in the back chat? Actually post it in the back chat. I, I did. Do you see it? Oh yeah. I can do that then. Yeah. I can okay. pull that up. I'm not. Uh, Ryan, are, are they able yes. to see it? You know, Ashley. Okay. Okay. Cause according to Guttmacher, as this says, most late-term abortions are elective done on healthy women with healthy fetuses and healthy pregnancies, and therefore the same reasons that first trimester abortions are done. And I think if you're going to use Guttmacher as a credible source, accept their data, right? Like if I'm saying that if you're going to claim that they happen way more than I say they do, which I said that they were very rare, that, what, that what are I can't read this, was, but tell me what are the stats on that out of out of abortions? How many are actually done? Because that was the only claim that I made. I And I said that most often it's because of some kind of a f life-threatening or medical or fetal abnormality situation. Right. If I'm incorrect, if I'm, if I'm incorrect correct. on, if I am incorrect on that, I will concede. But I also want to say that I did say that this is not common. This is not, this does not happen very often at all. And it's been mostly banned and outlawed even before Roe v. Wade. Uh, was overturned recently so i want to know the stats on you said it happens way more often how often is this happening because the reason is is because the term i just really quick though sambi and i'm being so genuine right now but the term partial birth abortion it's actually political propaganda and it's a fearmonger tactic and what you're doing in my opinion perpetuates that that mania of people thinking like women are just out there eight and a half nine months pregnant just murdering these babies and I just, I just want people to be realistic about it. If it's really happening that much, sorry, I'll shut up. I can see your. So yeah, talk. I'm all for being realistic. Hence why I'm citing you a study from a source that you deemed credible from an institute. No, I appreciate that a lot. And that's why Can't read it. I'm recording. Uh, that's fine. Maybe you can go into the YouTube chat because I think they have a good view of it. This source, being a realist, says that most late-term abortions are done on healthy women with healthy fetuses and are not due to medical mm -hmm. necessity. Right. Okay. So I think this completely disproves the narrative that, oh, women only get abortions in the late term if something really bad has happened to them physically. Well, I didn't say only. I said I think that most often that's why. So if and it that, is and not that is false. That and that is false according to the literature. Okay. So how many are there? You said it was a ton. You said it happens yeah, way more than I'm saying. Which I never even said a number. I literally said it's it's rare compared to the abortions that are done and that it was mainly illegal made illegal and outlawed before Roe v. Wade was overturned. And I also said uh, 
that the term partial birth was made up by a political party, uh, actually a, a for-profit political party that was funding candidates, Republican Party candidates, and it was a fearmonger tactic. I watched a documentary about that part, which is like where I'm getting that from. To be fair, I can't. I could pull it up though too, and I'll post it I, I, again. Again, yes. What I'm, I'm not arguing that the majority of abortions are done in late term. Obviously, no, the majority right. of abortions are not done late term. What I no, but argue though no, is that no, okay. yes, right. That's fine. But you were saying I am that saying I women that do go out. Women like, do go wait, out wait, and get late term abortions we'll for non medical reasons. Women do go out and get late-term abortions for non-medical reasons. Yes, they do, right? And I'm not saying it happens often, right? I'm not going to make that claim. But I'm do- I am going to push back on the pro-choice narrative that late-term abortions only happen or are political propaganda or only happen due to uh, necessities, like generally from the mother's health or the fetus's health. That is not true. Guttmacher literally did a study focusing on women who had abortions post 20 weeks gestation, right? And they concluded that they were doing so um, because of unemployment reasons, because of educational reasons, because of their partner um, and them and their relationship dynamics um, breaking up and such like that. Those were the most reported reasons. The most reported reasons were not physical health. So I hope that disproves this pro choice narrative that. You know, late-term abortions only happen for medical reasons. Right, let's go back to the main screen, and uh, yeah, just just as a as a, an add-on here that I saw in the chat, um, would these abortions lead to the death of the the fetus or the child? I guess at that point, is it? Is, I, um, I, I just I, I didn't see that in there. I was kind of reading, and I was like. Do these and, and also, death, yeah, if they didn't on, lead to the curious. death of the child, then they would call it a live birth. Okay. <laughs> I was just curious because I saw that in the chat. Yeah, I, was yeah, like, you're good. I was reading it and I was like, okay, yeah, I'll, you know, that's maybe an interesting idea. But yeah, we'll move on from there. Uh, also, I didn't get to my chance to rebut that. Um, so also the specific example she brought up or the chatter, not Sanvi brought up, was eight and a half months. The study she referenced just now, she said post 20 weeks um, when that's not what most people consider to be partial birth abortions, first of all, which is kind of where I brought that up. Also, um, whenever you brought something up that I said, you know, I'm not exactly sure on that. I might not know all the stats as far as like the reasoning behind it. I, I think one of the first things I said was like, if I'm wrong about that, sure. But you made a claim that it's far more than I'm saying, that it happens a lot, which my whole point was spreading that rhetoric and that propaganda. And then you literally just denied that you ever made that claim. So I don't know, just the optic. It, it, it does happen a lot more than you're saying. So so give me, and I'll prove this to you, give me an estimate as to how many elective late-term abortion procedures, you know, after 20 weeks, which is what it's defined as. How many I'll do give you, think, you an estimate that it's far How many do you exactly think happen, happen in the United States per year? I think it's far less than how the many? ones that don't, which is the only thing that I said. The burden of proof is no, on you. No, how many do you think? You give said, me a number. No, you said it's far more than I think it is. The burden of proof is on you, Sandy. I never gave a number in the first place. I said it's far less. I said it's less frequent. It's more rare. I said it doesn't happen as much as people think. I know statistically it is not the average or the normal abortion being had. You are the one that said I was wrong about that. The burden of proof is on you. No, I, I you never said you were wrong in terms of percentage. You said it I, I, I am saying that you're wrong in terms of, here's what I will say. There are 
more elective late-term abortions in the United States than there are cases of pregnancy and abortion resulting from SA. Do you agree with that? Okay. Do you agree with that? What does that have to do with the price of tea that, in China? That is what I was saying, was you can't sit up here and say, oh, that's so rare to the commenter, right? But then you're addressing a scenario that's even more rare. Okay, Sandy. <laughs> does that make sense? I mean, sort of. It's 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 kind of you're reaching with that one. I, I don't blame you. I mean, you've had a rough night tonight. I would be reaching too, but literally like that is not what happened. And uh, one of my favorite things to do after these things is like clip the shit that people say and then exactly the opposite of what happened. And I don't know if I'll have the stomach to do it, but maybe in a few days like that. You're ridiculous. All right. Let's carry on from there. Great Uh, argument. That really refuted my point. Well, let's let's carry on from there because we got a few more super chats to go. Keep keep those questions coming in, by the way, guys. Uh, You know, we still got a bit of time here to burn. So uh, if you got some questions, put them in there because we are getting near the end. And I see you have lots to say in the chat. So, uh, you know, turn that into a super chat and we'll ask that out. The Internet for $10. This is a pretty uh, (laughs) intense question. So... Uh, just don't mind me here. Sanvi, if I attacked you and got you pregnant and you had the option to get an abortion, are you seriously going to have my baby? I'm just a rando, but you'd be willing to have my kid in that scenario. This sounds like a weird, like, fapping question, right? Like, Yeah, I think that the question, I saw that come up. I think they were kind of asking me to, like, have their kid. Mm-hmm. We get it. Zombie's cute, but I, don't be a creep. Come on. I, I, I mean, I, I read it because, I mean, I think maybe they're just trying to really, like, tug on. Maybe I shouldn't make that gesture. But either way, they're <laughs> trying to tug on moral heartstrings. Okay, anyways, let's carry on. Uh, you know, trying to make it personal. So that pointless poppy. <laughs> pointless poppy. A fetus didn't consent to, to being born. Yeah, so I address these arguments often. So first of all, the concept of consent can only be applied like post-creation, right? So like when we have something like a child getting medicine, they don't necessarily consent to that, but we consider it moral because it's done in accordance with the child's life and flourishing. And birth is one of the things done in accordance with the child's life and flourishing, whereas abortion is not because abortion, obviously by terminating the life, they have no other further capacities, but by giving birth and then by nourishing your child and by not, you know, committing child neglect and all of these things, it's in accordance with what's virtuous. So that's why I think that distinction matters. Dude, the Guttmeyer Institute literally said it's 1% or less of late-term abortions. Yeah, I never denied that. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, let's move on from there. Great victim. What's 1% of 900,000? I don't know. What's 100? It's 9, it's 9 billion, Sandy. It's 9 billion. Uh, 8.6 billion. I did look that up earlier. 8.6 plus billion. Did you guys- Were you rounding up the power of five? I'm I'm not sure what's being like. Do you seriously not know? Do you earlier really we were talking know about what one percent of nine hundred thousand is? Earlier we were. I was making a joke. Earlier we were talking about the population of the Earth. I, I said 4.6 billion or something like that, which actually I think isn't the earth 4.6 billion years old. And the population of the earth is somewhere around 8.6 or whatever billion. And I yeah. said, Jesus Christ, it's really jumped in the last several years. And I was making a joke about that. But 
I understand we'll keep it strictly business and name calling from here on out. Let's try to let's try to behave ourselves. Nine seventy name underscore seven eight six one for two dollars asks Ashley: Is there any case where abortion is wrong? Where it's wrong, um, I guess I don't know. How would you define wrong? The same as morally permissible. I think that. Um, I don't know. I think wrong is morally impermissible. <laughs> Thank you, Sonbi. Thank you for that. Um, what I'm saying is that I think that you could define it in multiple different ways. I think you could. Uh, wrong versus moral. How do we how do we say the two or what? And then and then I think just like with mo I'm not going to lie. That one like irritated me a little bit. That one did. That one got to me. Your banana hands going up there like that. I got, I got a little perturbed for a second. Sorry. Um, yeah. I think that if, um, if there are cases where I think that it's not quite moral, the reason I think that wrong is sometimes different than moral is because I do look at things when I hear the word wrong, is it wrong? I think I'm going to get in trouble. I think maybe that could go into legality as well. Sanvi. So I think that that's why I think there might be a difference that I might want a little more clarity or specification on, is it morally permissible, right? We're talking about a philosophical, uh, philosophical question here. Is it moral? What is moral? And then we're talking about right and wrong. Are we talking about law of the land? What are, I don't know. I hear a different connotation or meaning behind the two words. But you and your man hands go at it, girl. Okay. Uh, let's try to carry on. I'd rather have that. man hands than a man face. Booyah, burn! What's wrong with my face? All right, Pointless Good, Poppy. Yeah, leave my fingies alone. Four ninety nine from Pointless Poppy. Sanvi, you jerky. appealed, so this is for Sanvi, you appealed to the neutrality of creation when people have an issue with you forcing them to create. No one said creation wasn't neutral. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying because I think the original question was, Babies don't consent to being born. And that's why I said they don't need to because we do what's in accordance with their flourishing and parents consent on behalf of children while they're still underage. Um, so part of that would be like if your infant needed medicine, you would give them that medicine even though they don't consent to eating or something like that, right? Um, because you're doing what's in accordance with their actual well-being. And that is true for birth. And that's why I am not against birth. <laughs> yeah. Thoughts on the other side? I am also not against birth. All right. We'll move on to our last super chat here as of right now, unless we get any more in. Uh, and the last one is from Abraham Tardiff, and it says, Ryan looking mad cute today, only simp for Ryan. That's right, mad cute. And I have feelings about that, but I'm not going to expound about it. Uh, so yeah, I think that's the end of our super chat. So we'll uh, we're gonna do up to one minute per side to give their final thoughts on this spicy interaction, and uh, we'll kick it over to uh, well Ashley, you open. So yeah, we'll kick it over to Sanvi for your up to one minute closing. Are there no more um, super chats? There are no more super chats now, so uh, we'll move into uh, one minute closings. Unless we got, oh, we got another one. Oh, two more. Okay, never mind. 
we'll get to those one minute closers, everybody. But we'll read these questions because uh, I think uh, I think Sanvi wants to get to them. Uh, Franco, sorry, go ahead. What was that, Ashley? I said I do too. I'm agreeing with you. All right. Yeah. Well, we still got a little bit of time here to burn, everybody. So uh, we'll try to stir up a little bit of conversation here. Franco Trigillo or Trigillo. $5. Ashley, what's your factors when it comes to a life worth protecting? Conception, con sorry, con conception, consciousness, or birth? Question mark. My factors are, um, I don't know, to be honest with you, like, I, uh, I don't want to have a debate by proxy with Sanvi Sims. She couldn't bring up these questions or points on her own, then the, that's on her. Um, but I think again, that we can all define our own and Sanvi agreed with me on this. We all define our own morality and, uh, where those limits lie. So in the examples I gave tonight, I think it was very fucking clear that whereas Sanvi thinks the 10 year old that was raped should have that baby. And I don't, and I don't, I don't understand that's where that whole part of it kind of like one of the only examples that I agreed with an abortion and I would do it again and again and again, but I'm, I am a mother ironically enough. Right. Any thoughts on the other side? Or do you want to carry on? No, I think we can carry on. All right. We'll wrap up these last super chats, everybody. So no more super chats after you hear this announcement. Okay. Uh, and uh, we're going to wrap it up from there. So this one coming in from the internet, that was that, kind of off base question let me just read this right quick to make sure it's not too strange again <laughs> okay okay i think i think they've they've removed the element of themselves so i think it hopefully this will ring out as a genuine question we can get into uh, some discussion it says my last question was a genuine question because these pro-lifers are only pro-life until something happens to them so if she got attacked and pregnant i guarantee you she's getting an abortion 100 percent thoughts on that sanvi yeah so first of all i'd like to point out that the majority of sa victims actually don't get abortions um and they're regret or willingness to have gotten an abortion decreases months and years um, post birth. So like they, the turnaway study is a really common one where they asked women. 5% of the women that did get an abortion oh agreed God. that it was the best decision can for I, them. Can I please? If you're going to derail and straw, man, I will argue no, that's, that. Point. That's not what I was. Let's let uh, Sami wrap up speak. the point there. We'll let oh, you respond okay. actually. Yeah, that's not what I'm addressing. I'm not saying that most women don't regret abortions. I was specifically talking about SA victims. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So first of all, let's let it be established. The more majority of SA victims do keep their children, and they're like a, the turnaway study, which has surveyed them months and years, like after they had given birth and you know continue raising the child or whatnot. Their regret for abortion just went down, down, down. And and not that I think that that matters to the question per se, but I do want to give that for context and how most. Situation. Oh, I'll, I'll elaborate because I know that study really well. So I'm glad you brought it up. Really? Actually, who was the author of the th very glad that you brought it up? Who was the author of the Chernoway study? I don't know, but I can tell you the okay. stats. Most studies that I know really well, I can probably name the author. Uh, Most you know, movies that you know, I know really well, I can't actually. Yeah, I can you can name you an actor, and you can't name actors in the movies you like. I'm not good with names and things like that. How okay. is that? How about, how about a date of publication? You know, do you know about baby. what year? Sharpen your claws, girl. 
Or I know. How, I, how, how, wait, wait. Can I, can I ask? Sorry, Ashley. Let's just let Zombie uh, ask her question. We'll kick it back to you. Don't worry. Was the study first published in a book, a website, an article? Do you know? Okay. See, like I said, most studies that I know well, I'll be able to tell you these things. So clearly you don't know it that well. But now getting on to the actual meat of that question is like you can say that people- um, actually, actually, this was a study that was taking place. Uh, I can't remember her name, but I know that she was at a convention when she first learned uh, the stats of what was going on with women who were, it was right during uh, Roe v. Wade and all the, the upheaval over that. She did a 10-year study uh, with a thousand women over the course of this study. Now, this is all just from my brain. I'm not sitting here Googling this. This is me and how many times I've read it, Sanvi. So if I get one little thing wrong, go out, go to town, banana hands. But I'm just saying, she she sat there with for 10 years, a thousand women, and studied them in regular intervals. You can pick many things. In fact, I love this study because I think that it would probably support your argument and my argument which in the end is exactly what I'm saying. There are gray areas. Anybody that you, if you haven't looked up the Turnaway study, please do. It is a based ass study. And if and the stat I was trying to bring up is that of the women who did have abortions during this study, right? Because she studied women that could, women that couldn't, different socioeconomic backgrounds, all of this, right? Of the women that did have an elective abortion, 95% of them actually went on at the end of this 10-year study to say that it was a, the best decision. It was great for them. Was it difficult? Sure. But they were glad and they would do it again. There's so many things you could take from that study. That's the, not what I think you might I be confusing it. I'm specifically talking about the study done by Dr. Diana Green Foster. I don't know what you're citing. Oh, but Diana she, Green she Foster, only... the turnaway study. That's the one. Yeah. Oh, what, what university was it? Was she a professor at? I don't fucking know. Okay. What did you Please even know? know this, <laughs> you have not read this study. We are on totally two different wavelengths because she specifically surveyed and researched women who did keep their children, who, who were like, for example, she denied abortion. Both, you moron. There is a whole section of the study of women who did go through with abortion and women who didn't. There's an no, entire study the, about the reason that, why it's that is where they the, came up with the statistic no, that 60% of women that get abortions are in poverty and they already have children. What are you okay. fucking talking about? Because you Googled something 15 minutes ago and you call people bitches that you just meet online. You think like you are pathetic. I didn't, I didn't call you a bitch. I'm sorry. You called me a dog, a dog. You were barking at me. You still I are. literally wasn't. I literally was being way nicer to you then than I am now. All right, let's I'm get... sorry that you can't take a little heat, sweetheart. Let's get but back don't to the, fucking uh... fuck with me like that. You're so bad faith and ridiculous. Okay, anyways, now I'm going to actually address the study because the whole point of the study is it's called the turnaway study because for some reason the women in the study couldn't access abortion, whether it be to their partner being abusive, whether it be to... Um, they were just talking right you are so fucking i cannot with you <laughs> my god you fucking we'll, we'll let sanvi we'll just let sanvi close out for uh this question here. <laughs> say, that's not what the study was though but regardless i think we might just be confusing them and we can move on but the can we post the study for everyone to read because i'll tell you exactly what i'm talking about God, you are the most bad faced little plot. Uh, screen share if you want, if you have it ready, or you know, we can always deal with this uh, on another yeah. occasion. 
No, for sure. Um, so yeah, I'm specifically talking about like I know the 95% of women don't re regret their abortion type thing. That's not the type. That's not what I was. Congratulations, I was more so getting at was, um, a lot, the majority of rape victims do keep their children, and the happiness. You know why that is? Did you read the turnaway study? Because it explains it pretty well in there. Yeah, I know. A lot of the time it's because they were in abusive conditions or they were too far along in their pregnancy to be. They didn't have access. To be denied. And that's why I was addressing it because this commenter asked me about like if I was assaulted, for example. So that's why I was. Is that why? Is that why? Is that also why you addressed other things that had nothing to do with anything we were talking about? You interrupted me when and didn't let me came up an and answer said, to a question. Well, to be that fair, that was addressed to me. Like this okay. question is to me. It's not to you. Yeah, to you fair, answered was, a question that was specifically there, addressed to me earlier. Don't act like this is one sided. There has and been a little bit of interrupting going back and forth. I'm sorry, I'm interrupting and now. Me names. I've never done that to someone on a debate before tonight. Never. But. We uh, we want to move on to the next question, I think, from there. So let's let's do that, guys. And uh, yeah, like we said, we knew this was going to be uh, a juicy one. So give that like button uh, a smash there if you're enjoying the heat. Name underscore seven eight six one for two dollars. Ashley, wrong is immoral. Um. Again, I have a different definition for it. When I hear the word. I think that they can both, I think that one is more philosophical in nature and I think that the other could be both philosophically and in the physical world or the law of the land. So that is where my hesitation was with that. Also, I, sorry, I'm not going to let it go, but like I keep seeing like people, it's like, Ashley, you flipped her off. Like you're, a no, she literally in the beginning of the debate called me a dog and said I was barking like a dog. That set the tone for me. And I will never forget it. And I will be a, you want a barking dog? I will fucking bark. I will fucking bark. All right. Let's ask the last of these super questions. We'll carry on. Uh, toilet Bowl Earth. I love your name. Four ninety nine. We can't know what kind of person, uh, what kind of person will be. What is the point of the Hitler hypothetical Ashley? Also, well done, Sanvi. Thank you. Uh, the point of the Hitler hypothetical was because she was bringing that question up in reference to me justifying the abortion of the 10 year old little girl. Right. And and because it was for the betterment. Right. Then she said, well, would you liken uh, aborting the fetus or the child or the human that's inside the 10 year old girl that is your daughter in this hypothetical? Right. Would you justify that over the baby that's already been born and us ripping them limb from limb? And I and she said, are you an absolutist? Right. Meaning like I, earlier I was making absolutist type claims. But then I went on to say that I find that there are exceptions to rules because I do believe in gray areas. Hence morality, you know. Um, so in that scenario, I said, look, if you're if if it's if the killing of the fetus inside of the person and that person's my 10 year old daughter and it's for the betterment of her. Yeah, I'm going to be OK with that. I'm going to be about it. If the kid were killing, which I still never agreed that ripping them limb from limb, I thought that was kind of a creepy analogy. But if we're going to rip them up into pieces after they're like six months old, because in her analogy or scenario or hy hypothesis, the the parents were going to be happier and less broke, you know, uh, no, I don't think that's OK. But if the kid were Hitler, then I guess there's a gray area there. Like if it's going to save, you know, six million Jews. Sure. Let's let's do it, I guess. I, I don't know. That's why, like, 
I don't know. I just thought that was kind of a, one of those, I'm going to back you into a corner moments, but it's not, you know, it's not. And that's why I brought up that hypothetical. It wasn't a classic, like, well, if we know this kid's going to be Hitler, well, what if the kid cured cancer? Like that's, that's one of those hypothetical arguments that I find boring and redundant, which is why I used it because all of Sanvi's arguments tonight have been the same arguments that everyone uses all the time, constantly. But at the end of the debate, I never saw a moment where she could actually prove to me that she has a real moral compass and that she knows exactly where it points. Oh, I was going to try to move on from there, but uh, you're kind of calling out Sanvi, so I'll give Sanvi a chance to respond. All good. Yeah, so I don't really know what else to say to that. I think every point that I've made in the debate has been pretty clear. I guess there's only so many discussions on abortion literature, so it does happen to be limited in what people can and do say. And obviously, you know, many people and philosophers have come before me talking about this who I've learned a lot from. Um, nothing wrong with that. I would actually encourage you to look at some pro-choice philosophers rather than just trying to make things up as you go, because clearly it's not going very well for you. Okay. So you had me for a minute. I was agreeing with you. And then you went back to the, the petty little salty child. Uh, that's fine. I'll be petty and salty too. I bet you that I've read a lot more shit than you have, because I have a lot more talking points. I have a lot more thought. I've, I've put a lot more thought behind this. And you are literally like a walking meme of an abortion debate. You you honestly don't even have skills outside of debating trans people or abortions, which are two of the most nuanced, annoying. That's like doing a fucking algebra equation over and over again, the same one, and then claiming to be good at something. Okay, that Ashley, do you would you like you. to would you like to debate me on metaphysics or epistemology next? Yeah, let's do it. You want to? Let's set it up. Okay. Oh, okay, great. I think that'd be great. <laughs> I will. I will know. And if we how on, if we get to do be. that, then I I I also want to uh, pick a topic that we can debate. Yeah. Would you like to debate me on metaphysics, epistemology, anything that I'm knowledgeable about? Yeah, I just said yes, and then are you also, a, are you, are you a theist? No, I'm not a theist, not at all. But okay, I guarantee we, we can we can debate the metaphysics of theism. Then that's solid. All right. Well, we'll definitely sure. have a we'll talk about that. Hold on. Or... I will debate you on that. And what I said, what I said is that then I would get to choose a topic that you would debate me on. In good faith. I don't know much about this, but I guarantee you before our debate, I will be fucking studied up and I'm still going to run circles around you because you are a basic bitch. <laughs> I'd rather be a basic bitch than somebody that's never picked up a philosophy book in their life. Who said that? I, I, don't I don't need your. I don't need your validation. All right, we need to move. I've never on from read here. about philosophy. Never. What? Never. I'm right. literally the only one that quoted any philosophers or their beliefs tonight at all. At all. You Googled something for five seconds and thought that you knew the ins and out of a study. You sit there and giggle to your little side chat because it's comforting to you because you know that you're getting fucking roasted right. and you perform I, I horribly. Think, I them. think that you have a lot of insecurities that need to be addressed. I don't know. Like you've done this towards other people you've debated as well, including not me. Not really. If, Honestly, the chat, no, if the chat hard. offends you, you need to simply not look at the chat. The way I look offended, you just don't need to pay attention to it. Like I told you at the beginning, don't look at the chat. I think trolls are funny. Okay. You literally have because you suck at this argument, 
you all right you guys are muted right now to the live stream we need to move on i i understand uh we need we need that's to ridiculous. move on from here. Um, okay, we can. I'm sorry. We're, we're I, off the debate topic, and I understand that there's been some mudslinging yeah, going on, and there might be some heated no, emotions. It, but uh, uh, let's try to get back to the topic here. Name seven eight six one two dollars. Ashley, what makes abortion morally impermissible? What makes abortion morally? Uh, actually, you know, tonight, uh, Sanvi is that Savni Savvy? Uh, Savvy's changed my mind. If she were to have been able to be aborted, I would have thought that was very morally permissible. I'm just trolling at this point. Like, I, I don't fucking know anymore. This is, I'm... Well, thank you. So I, I always do appreciate, I, uh, honestly, I always though, do like, appreciate jokes the... about my death. Okay, I appreciate being called a bitch and right. nagged every five seconds. Mm. And right. then after mm. I literally respond to you We're going to put you on mute again if we like, can't move on from here. So let's get back to the question. Pointless Poppy. We're, we got two questions here. We're going to go to closing statements, guys. Pointless, uh, Pointless Poppy, four ninety nine. Sanvi, flourishing is irrelevant to whether or not we should create life in the first place. I don't think it's irrelevant because, the, like, firstly, we would need to get their standards of what it means to be good. But I would say the only way to flourish is to first exist, right? So existence is a necessary prerequisite for flourishing. That's why I would need you to warrant why flourishing is not the standard of value and life isn't the standard of value, but rather something else is. And that's why creation was bad. Like, I think that that is a burden that the antinatalists have to answer. Many thoughts over there, Ashley? Uh, no, I'm just laughing. I'm just having a good time. All right. Well, glad to hear it. Uh, <laughs> let's carry on from there. We got one last question, and I'm not reading any more, as I warned you guys earlier. Damien Gershwin, uh, $2. Chat wants the heights and weight. Oh, what? No, Gary, get out of here. That's not legit. We're not doing that. Uh, yeah, I'm six feet. I'll answer your question. I'm six feet, and I'm, yeah, I'm really skinny. Anyways, all right, so. Ask for height and weight. Get out of here, you, Damien. All right, I don't so. want to answer <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 it is irrelevant, but I don't mind. Yeah. What kind of question is this? I mean, that's fine. Let's move into our one minute closing statements. Uh, so Sanvi, the floor is all yours up to one minute uh, to uh, give your thoughts on the discussion. Yeah. So I think, unfortunately, today, the discussion was supposed to be on the morality of abortion, if abortion is morally permissible. Um, I do think at the beginning of this debate, and as has been reiterated, Ashley said multiple times that abortion is sometimes morally impermissible, but sometimes permissible, and that it is a gray area in her own words. Um, I do think that if you do look at the majority of abortions, they are not d due to rape or medical necessity or something like that. So you would have to concede that the majority of abortions are immoral, um, hence rendering this proposition kind of useless. I wish you would have discussed that going into this debate because the morality of abortion is devoid from discussions about jurisprudence and it is devoid from discussions about legality. We're specifically asking the question of like, do the prenatal have the right to not be aborted? And if the prenatal does have the right to not be aborted, is it superseded by bodily autonomy? Something like that is what we should be addressing in arguments like this. Um, I wish we wouldn't have gotten that off topic, but it was a good discussion nonetheless. All right, uh, over to you, Ashley, for up to one minute, uh, your closing thoughts. First of all, you're a great host. You're you've got the classic radio voice. I love it. Everything you say is funny. Um, I 
I actually got you, Sanvi, so many times tonight. I caught you in, in so many logical loopholes. You didn't address many of those points. I feel like you were uh, ad hominem attacking me from the get-go. Now, if anybody saw the last 30 minutes, that obviously is a different optic, which I admit, that's fine. I get a little spicy. It's part of why people like like having me around, you know? Um, but if I were you, Sanvi, I, I would actually look more into having deeper discussions about things rather than looking at these debates as some kind of uh, chess game or algebra problem. I understand that debate is like that. I get the back and forth, but it's not a formula that you can just win um, by making the same argument every single time or, I don't know, making bad faith arguments being, I don't know, you, I just found you to be incredibly immature um, whenever you couldn't actually when I guess a point that Five I brought seconds. up, you resulted to laughing, giggling, and calling me names. So if that's a W, then very good job. All right, everyone. Well, that's the end of our discussion there. So our guests are going to be linked in the description, along with tickets to our live in-person event, which is September 16th in Houston, Texas. Uh, I'm going to ask uh, for Surgeon to uh, tag our modern day debate discord or anathema there uh our modern day debate discord uh, you can check that out where we are debating 24 7 you can find me there uh and all kinds of voice chats that you, you can jump into and work out your debate skills so uh yeah let's close it out with a little guitar and thank you to our guests for being here uh and don't thank mind you me. all right thank you fun. not gonna lie it was fun <laughs> it was fun Cheers, everybody. We'll see you. We got debates lined up for the next three days. Uh, so uh, stay tuned and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Cheers, everyone. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.